Gracious Heavenly Father, every day is extraordinary to us in this pandemic because your grace and mercy never end but continue to protect and guide us. Thank you for keeping us safe another week. As we begin Friday, speak your truth to us and strengthen us so that we will use this weekend not for our gratification, but for your glory. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 to 12. First, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 to 12. So do not be ashamed of a testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald, an apostle, and a teacher. This is why I'm suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Yesterday, we saw Paul's urge for Timothy to fan his God-given spiritual gifts into full flame so that he can serve God with the power and love and self-control of the Holy Spirit. Today, in the continuing passage, we will hear one of the greatest invitations of Apostle Paul to Timothy and all of us. I would call this a great invitation, Evite, true Evite. Do you know Evite? Are you happy to see Evite in your email? I call the true Evite is eternal Evite. And we're going to look at the two things of eternal Evite, radical nature and also reason. Okay, so radical nature of an Evite or eternal invite. What is a true Evite? Verse 8, Paul said, that is, join with me in suffering for the gospel. Join with me in suffering for the gospel. We ask our loved ones to join us for many things, but not for suffering. Join me in the suffering for the gospel was Paul's last testament to Timothy and us. Join with me in suffering for the gospel. I, I kept saying this last, uh, since last yesterday. Join with me in suffering of the gospel. He did not ask Timothy. Paul didn't ask Timothy to join him in the study of the gospel, such as our, you know, Kushapur College, or spreading of the gospel, such as our house church. But in the suffering of the gospel, once again, suffering here was not a euphemism or metaphor, but it meant a real, literal, physical suffering. Do you remember Paul was writing this Evite in Mamertine. I'm sorry, I didn't pronounce it well the first time. It's a Mamertine. It's not Mamertine. Mamertine. 
Mamertine Prison, the maximum security prison, a dungeon for the inmate waiting for the execution. Can you imagine how Timothy felt when he read this invitation, his invitation? Can you invite your spouse, your children, your friends, and your loved ones to join in suffering for the gospel? When I pastored a church uh, in Palo Alto and Mountain View, California, many Stanford students attended the church and uh, some of them were committed and qualified for ministry. When they considered the full-time vocational Christian ministry by going to seminary, always the first hindrance was the parents, especially Christian parents. By that I mean elders and deacons. While I saw um, many, actually, good number of uh, my UC Berkeley students going to seminary, I saw only one Stanford student going to seminary. Would you praise God for your children when they suffer for the gospel? Would you pray for your children to suffer for the gospel? Apostle Paul would, and he did. Also by suffering, Paul was not talking not just physical suffering, but a mental suffering called shame. I think more than any other part of the suffering, shame, this psychological, mental, social disgrace, would be probably the hardest part of a suffering for Paul because he's an intellectual and he's a man of honor. Twice in this letter, Paul mentioned the shame. Verse 8, do not be ashamed of testimony about Lord or of me, his prisoner. And again, verse 12, he said, this is a no cause for shame. Shame is at the beginning, at the end of today's passage. Shame is an inclusio of a Paul's evite. Paul decorated his radical invitation or eternal evite with a, of, a, of a suffering with a shame. Paul was accurately aware of how ridiculous and disgusting it was to preach the gospel of a crucified Savior in the Roman Empire. That's why Paul repeatedly says statements like 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the Jews demand the signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. Stumbling Word stumbling in Greek is a scandal, and the foolishness is a moron. Being a Christian at the time meant being a scandalous moron. Scandalous moron. That's our identity and heritage. So let us not forget our strange and shameful identity and heritage. Do you remember our summer study in David? Uh, about the surprise saviors? Yes, absolutely. Christ is the most surprising or surprise savior. Crucifixion is the most degrading kind of a punishment in Roman Empire. So Romans, they felt the religion of the cross to be most aesthetic, unrespectable, and a perverse religion. It was uh, as late as uh, early 4th century, that means for 300 years, pagans, pagans, they viewed the Christian belief in the crucified Christ with a disgust and disdain. 
Now, let's look at the second part of his evite, the reason. Let us see how or why Paul gave an evite to Timothy and us. In one word, Paul said in verse 18, Because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Paul said, he gave this evite because he knew whom he had believed. Whom he had believed. He knew whom he had believed. If we really know who Jesus is, if we really believe what Jesus claims in the scripture, we will join Christ in suffering for his gospel. Christ was a one chosen and given to us by God before the beginning of the time and creation. According to verse 9, he destroyed the death with his own death on the cross and brought life and immortality to light through his resurrection. The more we know whom we believed, the more we wish to join him and suffer for him. As Paul said in Philippians, to live is Christ and to die is again. When Christians, we get to heaven the presence of when we get to in the, the presence of God and truly and finally see the one whom we believe, I know every Christian, every one of us wished that we would have suffered a little more for Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, let us join Apostle Paul and Timothy and all other faithful godly servants of God in suffering for the gospel today. Let us share our evite of a suffering for the gospel with the house church families this weekend and our own family as well. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for not only saving us, but also calling us to holy life, the life of a suffering for the gospel. There is nothing more meaningful and glorious to us then suffering with you and suffering for you. You are the most strange and scandalous God. You took our shame, has strong on the most shameful place, Golgotha, and transformed it into the saving grace. Give us a courage and wisdom to join you in suffering for your gospel now and always. In the name of Jesus Christ, who was not ashamed of saving us on the cross. We pray. Amen.